flower. Welcome, everyone, to the first ever quarantine. <laughs> Jack, you're back. First I'm ever back. quarantine episode of High and Wide Radio. Our first show in three weeks. Uh, I'm back with Kyle and Jack, as always. Guys, it's been a, a minute since we've all been together. How are you guys doing? I can't think anymore without hockey. You know, I kind of got a headache, too, with all this shit. Jack, how you feeling, dude? Yep, you said it. I'm feeling like Noel Patrick over here. Fucking headaches, dark place. <laughs> <laughs> you don't really want to do much, do you? No, I don't want to do anything. I need uh, Chris Stewart to give me a call and make me feel better about life. <laughs> are you guys? Uh, are you guys still working and everything, Kyle? I know you're essential. Jack, post office doesn't close, does it? No, I've not missed a day. Matter of fact, I've been called in on every single one of my days off, like except for Sunday. Like, I've been working six days a week since everything before and since everything has happened. Wow. And Kyle, I know you uh, you're an essential employee as well. Yes, sir. People need their their electricity to stay on, especially now. Could you fucking imagine if the electricity went out? Oh I mean, people God. are hoarding toilet paper. Imagine if they can't turn on Netflix and watch Tiger King. Oh, oh. <laughs> what, would, what would the people do without Tiger King? That is a, a great first topic to talk about, Kyle. You watched the show. Jack, did you watch the show? I did. Entire series. Good. Let's talk about this show because that's one of the, the best shows that I've seen in a little while. And I don't know if that's a good or a bad thing, but <sighs> Joe Exotic. Joe Man. Exotic. You know, it's, it's a shame <laughs> that it's about animal. him. It's a shame. <laughs> It's a shame uh, it's about him when the true antagonist is still at large in Carol Baskin, that murderous <laughs> bitch. <laughs> I loved everything about that guy. Yeah? Yeah, I'm I mean... You. Dude, he's my spirit animal. <laughs> he fucking... He buys Tanner Knight like it's toilet paper in the middle of a quarantine. Like, this guy's my fucking spirit animal. You Just know, some of the videos he would make about Carol Baskin is like <laughs> unfucking believable. Could you imagine us just sitting in front of the computer, just just trashing some? Well, we kind of do that. Yeah. Anyway, oh, well, but. no, 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 no. If we did it the way he did it, <laughs> if we did it the way he did it, I'd have like Sidney Crosby, like you know, dummy next <laughs> to me, and I take a real live gun and shoot his head off. Oh my like, god, we should do that. I'm gonna have his head in a jar on my desk. Like I we, got should, the guns. we should, we should, pa- <laughs> <laughs> we should parody this with Crosby as as uh, Carol Baskin, and and one of you guys as Joe Exotic. Well, let's oh, be real. If anybody's gonna be Joe Exotic, it's gonna be you, Jim. <laughs> that mustache. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I don't. I can't do the mullet. We'll just you know we'll put a, you know wigs. Yeah, it's a little wig. Hell, like, if you could probably just put a very small like washcloth on your yellow washcloth <laughs> on your head, you'd be fine. We'll just we'll just, just staple ta- it to the back of your head. <laughs> yeah. oh, shit, I was gonna say duct tape. Staples a little bit too much. 
Nah, man, you, you can see the duct tape. You can't see the staples. Pick uh-huh. one for the team, Jim. Out of that whole series, what was your guys' favorite parts? Uh, my favorite part was, I, and I think this is my favorite part, but it's coming to mind right now. Do you remember when that chick got her arm bitten off? Yeah. And the first thing that Joe Exotic thinks to do is throw on the fucking jacket, the bomber jacket, the EMT, the EMT jacket. Yeah, he had to be. He had to be official, you know. Like he, like he's not a certified EMT. There's no way, right? Why does he have no. the jacket? All he knew what to do was to put the belt around the arm to like stop the bleeding from the artery. <laughs> My Dude. favorite part from that scene, because somebody made a meme about it on Facebook or Twitter, and it's so true. He goes, I'm never going to financially cover from this. And somebody put, like, whenever, as a kid, I left the light on all night and the door wide open, this would be my dad. That's exactly how my dad was growing up. <laughs> you left the light on all night? He was fucking furious. <laughs> <laughs> I that show was financially oh recovered from this. Yeah, what a fucking dick, man. Yeah, you know he was thinking that while he was, like, tightening the strap around the <laughs> Dude, the like first maybe we he... should just bury her out back. Yeah, when out. she said she came out of the hospital so quick, I'm like, she didn't make this decision on her own. Come on, give me a fucking break. Yeah, you're probably right about that, actually. There's no free, way. Free meth for a month. <laughs> if, you, if you were that guy, I mean, if you were that chick, and you got your arm lopped off, and they told you, you know, we could fix this, but it's going to take two years. Would you get? Oh, the, yeah. Would you take the two-year surgeries, or would you just get your arm chopped off? Just chop that bitch off. Fuck it. No. I would want my fucking hand. I want my. I want my limb. She's got that Dude, nub. Remember, you guys are forgetting one key thing here: free meth for an entire month. Well, it's definitely better than the hundred dollars they got uh, a week. <laughs> so I'm saying, free meth. I would take my hand. I I need my left hand. For yeah, what? I would the take stranger? my limb. Say that again? I said for what? The stranger? What's the stranger? Oh, yeah, Jim. <laughs> don't ask. Don't ask, Jim. Oh, it's good maybe. that you don't know. It's good all that you don't ha- know. All we have is time. Is it's true? when you sit on your hand so it goes numb, and then you play with yourself so it feels like a stranger. <laughs> <laughs> I was not aware of this technique. Well, you're welcome. <laughs> I'll have to try this. I'm married, by the way. I don't have to worry about no strangers. No, that's like your whole... Th- you're married now, dude. So, like, your whole thing is finding other ways to masturbate because you're not going to have sex often. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. How is so the sex? Anyway, flyers. Huh? <laughs> 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 oh, that's right. We're a flyers podcast. I almost forgot. Now that the pre-show is over... We're done talking about it, Joe Exotic. I just thought it was funny that he had not one, <laughs> but were... two husbands. And then when can, one, one killed himself, oh, spoiler, by the way, one kills himself, the other one runs off with the secretary. It was, it was an accident. He didn't kill himself. He was just checking to see if it was unloaded by putting the gun to his head and pulling the trigger. Listen, I never <laughs> said he did it on purpose. I just said he killed himself. How? <laughs> it's, it's, I didn't want to do too much spoilers. But he had a third one when he was in prison. He had a whole new guy he was saying, I love you too. So God bless Joe Exotic. He's, you know, he's doing something right, I guess. So anyway, didn't mean to shit all over him. It just was weird that it, not that it was, not that they were gay, that it was three of them in one marriage. That, that blew my mind. 
Oh, dude, look at Doc. Oh, Come yeah. Doc is... Um, That's got a fucking village of women. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Somebody, who, somebody compared that to something. I was like, oh, my God. It's exactly... It was a just cult. No, Yeah, it was a cult. It's like... Uh, oh, survive, Surviving R. Kelly. That's what it was. Surviving Doc. <laughs> <laughs> I would watch a documentary about that, dude. Like, what the fuck's happening over there? Unattended. He got raided at the end of it, but yeah, dude... You know who I really wanted to know more about was that Tony Montana guy. Oh, yeah. I know who you're talking about. He was he's dead, he, though, wasn't he? Oh, he's no, dead he now? he was still alive. No, he was still alive. Yeah, I really wanted to know more about what was going on with him because he seemed kind of legit, but you know, he didn't they, they were selling drugs, wasn't he? I don't think yeah, they were putting drugs in, in the snakes. Legit. They were mm. cutting open snakes, putting the meth or whatever in there and stitching them back up. <laughs> Dude, that's some fucked up shit in this world, man. So, yeah, anyway. Yeah, like Carol fucking Baskin. That's what I really wanted to watch. I, she's fucking crazy, and I she totally had something to do with her husband's death, and she benefited from it incredibly, and she's just scooting on by. She's doing all the same shit Joe Zodix is doing, but she's it's okay in Florida, but not wherever the hell Joe is, but whatever. Who on the Flyers is Joe Exotic? On the Flyers? Kevin Hayes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yep, I agree with that. Kevin Hayes would totally own tigers and <laughs> have multiple husbands. And Carol Baskin is <laughs> Carol Baskin's ghost. Is ghost? Yeah, nobody fucking likes her. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh-huh. And he just kills whatever D partner he's with. <laughs> All right, so let's move on. You wanted to talk some flyers? Sure. What do you got on what do you got on the agenda over there for us, Jack? Anything Man, specific? Tanner Propinski. Tanner <laughs> uh, Lannister has been signed. <laughs> Six round yeah. pick, 2016, I believe. Uh, Tanner uh, <laughs> Tanner Lazinski has Lana been signed, Lashinsky. as well as Wade Allison. Uh, I thought for sure one of these guys was going to walk, and they got them both. So that's 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 awesome. Yep. Well, you got to remember, Wade Wade Allison was a second-round pick, so you have higher hopes for him, obviously. But my God, has he dealt with some injury issues. And as Kyle had alluded to in uh, older uh, podcasts, he's got that power forward-esque style to him, which which the league is kind of veering away. There's some some of, if you can skate fast enough, you can hang. Uh, But they're kind of veering away from that style of player a bit, as much as we like him, as much as we like Simmons. Uh, and with considering his injury history, I, I'd have no idea how that's going to work out. He is the player that I saw the higher uh, upside with, at least at the time of the draft. Then you go to sixth-round pick Tanner Lazinski. i got to think about it every time I say it now. It sucks. No, it's Six, don't. But Just say it however you want. Lanner? Lanner? What, no, don't Lanner? do it. Don't do it. I'm done. Channel Flippinski. Do He's got a faster track to – possibly cracking the roster because he's a good two-way player and his offensive productivity has picked up and he's been a really pleasant surprise i mean come on six round pick jesus either way next year the phantoms are going to be so much better with just these two fucking players yeah i agree and it's insane when you consider who we've already brought up from the phantoms and they're already being replenished 
you know, and I, originally I'd be quick to give Hextall credit, but it's actually Chris Pryor's drafting ability. And then you got to give a hand to uh, Fletcher. We'll see. I've heard nothing but good things about Cam York. Um, and even Jay O'Brien has been getting some pretty good uh, uh, marks. You know, nothing crazy, but, you know, he was so bad last year. It's good to get some good good news on his front and what have you. And it's just like they're a well-stocked, well-stocked farm. And, you know, we don't have a whole lot of cap left. So what's your other option? You bring up the kids. So this is good. That's a that's another thing we should probably discuss is there's no fucking way the cap's going up after this shit show. And it's such a shame because it was going to. It was. It, it was going to go up by at least three mil. Yeah. And it's like they usually report it and it's like, oh, it's going to go up like one, one and a half. And either it does or it doesn't. If it's going to go up three mil, it's going to go up something. And it, anything like that benefits a team like the Flyers, you know, Rangers, Flyers, Toronto. It benefits us. And now with all this, it's like, well, <laughs> uh, we'll, be, we'll be lucky to get anything. But I did hear chatter. It doesn't really affect us now, but there is a uh, there might be a buyout, a, a mulligan. They're calling it kind of like. The first time with the last um, lockout, half a year lockout, we bought out Briz- uh No, I think we brought out Briere and Bizgalov or something. We had because it was two. It yeah, might be who one. Do you, who do you even buy out at this point? See, now that's what I was going to ask. Is there anybody on this current roster worth doing that to? Um, you might be able to hang on to it and use it at your, you know, your whenever you feel you should. At which case, you take a chance on a guy. I don't know. I mean, you don't. We, I mean, at the beginning of the season, you just said Jake JVR hands down, you know. But they've been playing. The whole team's been playing so well. But say you only got to use this next year. Do you use it on JVR? Because that money, that seven million dollars, is so. Hey, you have an expansion draft still. That's true, but you gotta you gotta get them to take them. And, and if they don't take and them, and if I they think, don't, then if you and you can hang on to it, then you use it. Well, that's what I'm saying. What if you only have next year to use it? Because the expansion draft's not until the, the following, like the end of the year. And I have no idea who you buy out. That's not, Well, you have to. You, I mean, I guess you just lose it, but you don't want to. We would have easily said Jake JVR last summer. Now, look at us. I mean, it's good news. It's a good problem to have now. Uh, everybody's playing just way too good to be bought out right now. I, I mean, oh. wow. At least two weeks ago, they were playing really good. Who knows what team we're going to get back. Yeah. Um, you know what, though? I be, I'm not going to lie. Probably an unpopular opinion. If I had to use it and say it was next year, I probably would buy out JVR, to be honest with you. I, um, I would, I wanna, we have so many friggin' prospects. We have guys I want to see us pay and keep and not have to worry about some bullshit. Uh, you got Coots is looking for a really big extent. I mean, he's still our best player, and he's making 4.5. Like, he's going to make fucking $10, 11000000 million. Like, he, you're going to have to pay Hart eventually down the line. Sanheim only signed a two- or three-year deal. You know, I mean, I want that money. The cap should go up, but with Corona, I don't know when it's going to go up. Is it going to screw us in the short term? Luckily, Patrick and Limblom. When I say luckily, I think you know I'm only speaking from a salary cap um, point of view. Their numbers aren't going to inflate our cap right away because of their issues. But it's something to think about. There's a lot of good players on this team, and there's a lot of more good prospects coming. It's all true. All valid points. Jim, so, what's your take? 
after we do this episode, anytime we say Corona, can can you make it play My Sharona in the background? No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I would have been fun. <laughs> my, 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 my Sharona. Oh, whatever. My um, what's my take on JVR or, or on the buyout? Um, if we have to use it, you I mean, can opt to not use it. Keep that in mind. I'm just saying what I would personally do today. And I would probably take the entire year to think about it, but I probably would. Like Power I, I gotta, forwards only decrease in value as they get older. Yeah, that's true. And, and I, like, I don't have it in front of me here, but I think he's around for like another three years, right? Yeah. Something like that. It's a five-year five deal, years. seven mil. Yeah, and if he's playing on the third line, like he's not really going to get any better. I don't know. Like JVR is what he is. Like he's not going to magically get better one year. So I guess yeah, he'd he'd definitely be the top candidate. Uh, Gossespierre would be here for what another three years after this year. Yeah, but or I think it's two. But even then, it's it's a good deal. It's I mean it's it's not that much money. What? Yeah. Dude, I just threw up in my mouth. Just no, a come bit. on. I mean, for, come on, dude, stop. He has for done value jack wise, shit for fucking two years, and now all of a sudden it's a good fucking year. No, no, a good deal? You, you don't use that buyout on Ghost. Ghost is still tradable. You trade well, then him. then you trade him. You, but you I'm saying trade if, JV you try, if you try to find partners for Ghost and nothing's panning out, you buy him the fuck out. I, rather, I would wait that one out. It doesn't affect my cap as heavily as JVR does. I, th- I think somebody would take... JVR is not, not young. Ghost is still young. You got I don't you, know how young he is, though. He's, he's like, like 26. He's 27 he's 26. years old. That's not really young. It, but, it, but it is. <laughs> it, it, it really is. It is when you don't play fucking hockey. That's supposed to well, be his I mean, prime. to be honest, if you don't have any tread on the tires, that means something. That's not – I actually agree with that. <laughs> like, I he's mean, supposed to be in his, in his prime he's right also, now. He's also this error type of defenseman. He's uh, only I, had – How'd that work out for fucking San Jose? This error defenseman. Two of them, and they ain't even fucking bottom well, Carlson's beat. in his 30s, isn't he? He's 30, he's 30 on the dot, isn't he? Still. And Brent Burns is 35 years old. He's not young. Like, I mean, who else they got that's that style defenseman? Because Vlasic isn't. But I'm just saying, like, if you, you, it's so much easier to trade a guy like Ghost, who is still young, who is still not making a lot of money, compared to JVR, who's a power forward, how we just discussed how that style of player is not in the NHL anymore and being phased out. And he's making $7 million. That's not chump change. Ah, but he's playing some good fucking hockey. Oh, that, that is the one. <laughs> Point, but I mean, he's still streaky. Even while the things are are going as they are, we have more offensive prospects than we do defensive. No matter how you sh- you you s- shape it up, I just he's so much more replaceable than a defense. Defensive guys are always going to be at a premium because they're defense, especially those who can skate and handle the puck. Well, I mean, we're reaching here for handling the puck. Well, if we're going to try to trade ghosts, this is how I'm going to do it. <laughs> I just say it. Hey, he's I mean, number like, 65 coming, for a reason. If I'm coming to the table with Fletcher and Fletcher's like, listen, he's a puck-moving defenseman, I'm just going to have my tablet with like five videos of failed spinoramas at the blue line. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's a puck-moving defenseman. Where's he moving it? To his own fucking goal? Here's a fifth-round pick. <laughs> I'm t- hey, it's probably more than you get for JVR at seven million dollars. 
that that cast space is going to be no See, that would be not the cast space that would be <laughs> interesting that would be interesting because i would i would like to know let's say jvr and, and gossip pair are on the block right let's just say I, w- I would really like to see what kind of offers they'd be getting for both those guys. J- just because I'm not so sure that you could get more for Gossip Spare right now. I mean, I mean, it's before he played, before he played the one the game, he came back where he was suddenly an all-star again. Well, it's not hey, even I, about more. It's about your cap. You need the cap room. Yeah, I, I know. Yeah. But like, let's say you're like, uh, I don't know, like a team. I don't know everybody's cap situation, but let's say you're a team like the Coyotes where they could take on a Taylor Hall. And I, I think he's making like around $7 million, $6 million, right? Yeah, word he's on the like, street is they're in contract negotiations as well. Yeah, how about I mean, that? I'd be surprised if they're going well. That was interesting, I thought, because I didn't. I do not expect them to sign down there. No, I agree. That's why I said what I said. I agree. Yeah. Um, but, you know, if there is a team out there that thinks, hey, all we need is a guy that can score on the power play and, you know, play some third-line minutes – you know, we'll we'll give you this, and we'll go all all in for this year, as a as opposed to Gossip Spare. Like, ah, we'll take a shot on this guy. He could play the third pair D, and you know, maybe he can man the point on the power play. Blah blah blah. I don't know. I'm not, I'm not sure what kind of what kind of offers would be coming back for those guys. Well, to be honest with you, if I'm if I'm Phoenix, I'm all about Shane Gossip Spare. That team knows how to produce some defensemen, especially the offensive kind. I mean. He's on a power play with a guy like Taylor Hall and uh, Clayton Keller and some certain names not there. And plus, you get traded, you change uh, scenery. We've seen it happen with other players. Ship that motherfucker to the desert. I could see him playing better down there, actually. He'll play better anywhere he goes. I don't give a fuck where he goes. How much is the thing? He might only be a smidge. If he if Shane Gossespierre goes somewhere and he consistently puts up fifty points somewhere else, I'm totally okay with that. I don't know about consistently because he's a bitch. You know what well, I mean? That's I what I'm saying. Going, I can see him going somewhere else and you know two seasons, a season and a half being good, but then I think he'll revert to who he is. Yeah, he doesn't get along with any coaches. Right, and having said that, to, well, having said that, himself, he has to be a better teammate. That is a Shane Gossespierre quote. Well, having said that, like. Person. Why would anybody trade anything more for him than they would for JVR? You know, like if this is that known. Shit's all rumors, bro. Well, because def- he, he plays defense, because he's offensive, and well, because uh, again, again, West. let's and he's younger. Let's remind, let's remind our listeners: we're loosely basing this playing defense to what Ghost actually does. <laughs> Same with his puck handle. I didn't say anything We're about playing defense. Thing. I didn't say a word <laughs> about playing defense. His I position said his is position defense. is that of a defenseman. That's all I said. He's back there, all right. Hey, you put him with you put him with uh, Chickering. You know, I mean, I don't know. Chick- Phoenix. Chickering. It sounds like a sounds like some kind of treat you find. I could go for some chicken salad. I could like, go for a fucking chicken. Yeah, I got chickpea and chicken in here. I'm thinking of the uh, the chiclets, the gum. That's what I thought. Well, actually, you know, the first thing that popped up in my head was Peeps. Peeps? I don't know why. Peeps. Yeah, I need that chicken over there, boy. Well, Easter's coming up, so, you know, Peeps. God damn, Joe Exotic, calm down over there. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, no matter how you slice it, no matter how you like it, Ghost has some trade value. It's just how much. I don't. If I'm another team, realistically, put yourself in another team's shoes. Would you give up anything significant 
for JVR. If I need a if I need a scoring winger, yes. It all, at, it all depends. At three years, seven million dollars, and he's how old? It, it it all depends, dude. I mean, shit happens. I mean, anything can would, happen. It all depends. JVR than Ghost. Yeah, me. Too. That's a tough sell. Where's he's saying, thirty? He's thirty. He'll be thirty-one in May. Uh, he's got three, four he's years. Be, he's a power he's not get forward. beat up or anything. Or the way he plays. Yeah, he doesn't play fucking. He doesn't play a power I'm forward. Not worried bro. about him getting hurt. I'm worried about him slowing down. He's, he's never already slow. Exactly, oh. and the league's getting faster and faster every year. I mean, yeah, he's, gonna he's a guy that just goes to the front of the net. That's his job. At least he does his fucking job correctly. Like if you're if you're bringing to if you're coming to the table with me and you're going listen I got these two players you can have one of them one of them has a job but can't do it <laughs> the other one has a job but does it in spurts I'm gonna go with the guy who does his fucking job in spurts and not the dude who doesn't do his job at all I mean when you're you're talking about both players on the table like that it makes somewhat of sense, but the leagues, it's just not built that way. And it's like, I would ask how much are they making? Can I fit him into my cap? How old is he? Can he develop, you know, guys have go through spurts and stunts and ghost all that. Is done, ghost is done developing. Let's, let's take that off the table right off the bat. Ghost is not going to develop into something. He isn't already. He's not, he's not going to develop into a good fucking defenseman. That's not going to ever if be a good defense. If you want to talk, talk about actual development, I think JVR has made a bigger leap in development this year than Ghost will make for the rest of his fucking career. JVR I would, I would is actually be... playing fucking defense this year. He's back checking. I've seen him strip people from the puck coming back, which is something I've never seen from JVR. That's actual tangible development. Nothing fucking Ghost has done is develop. Well, no, I mean, I'm not talking about his defensive game. I'm talking about getting back his offensive game. But if you're going to tell me, if you're going to tell me you like one guy because he gets back on D, there's a $3 million difference in the two players. That's a third line player right there. And one doesn't play fucking defense. That's the problem. One's a fucking winger and plays better defense than the fucking defenseman who doesn't also doesn't put up points. Listen, I'm not going to I'm just saying, die listen, I'm a Jamie. listen, I've not- defended. I, I, I'd also like to point out uh, there's a little bit of bias here. Um, I've always been a JVR fan. I've always defended the guy from um, everybody in my family hates the dude. And I constantly defend him. Everybody on Twitter hates the guy. I constantly fucking defend him. Everybody seems to love Ghost for some fucking reason. I don't know. Something about a 65-point season. Some mystical amount of years ago. I don't know. I, I think J.J.R. Token wrote a book about it. <laughs> it was funny. Is I, I agree JBR with everything Token? you said. Yeah. I, I to- I agree. I'm exactly you in this scenario. But because, because I'm looking at it from Fletcher's view and I have to trade value... That's what I'm trying to sell. I'm selling that 65 point season, and there's general managers that look at it. I mean, if you can trade Adam Larson for Taylor Hall, you could trade Ghost. I know, but like, how do you how do you legitimately sell that? Like, do the guys come in and they sit down at the desk, and then you go over to the old bookshelf and you pull this crickety dusty book that you blow off all the dust, and you're like, look look at this season. 
<laughs> no, it's it's about the coaching. It's it's about selling a change of scenery. Um, there's so much shit that probably goes on we don't even hear in the locker room. But I'm just like, you got this skill set. Can your coaching staff do anything with it? Because I have a surplus of defensemen here, and he's on a friendly contract. What are you offering? I'll tell you I can see so, I'm not saying they're getting a first and a prospect, but I think they should be able to I would he's the kind of guy I would love seeing thrown in another trade to get something else. Move up in the draft, get another dead, player or something like dead that. That's serious. I mean, if they move from Ghost, I want either a first round pick which will be a late first round pick. It's not it'll be pretty much a second round pick, especially in this crapshoot of a fucking draft. Like, how are you supposed to evaluate players that haven't even played for the last month now? Well, All these leagues are shut down. So that's going to be complicated to begin with. Well, that's not going to happen this year because, because mean? of what you just said. We, they, there's no trading going on because of the corona and all that shit. This is no, no, going- no, I know. But when, when, the, when the draft happens, you, I'm sure you're going to be allowed to fucking trade. But even then, I don't, they might, but they might wait till next year because each, both JVR and Ghost have uh, de- years on their deal. Right, but I'm so, back to my original point is if I'm trading Ghost, I'm looking for a first round pick, or I'm revisiting something similar to that Kapanen deal. Okay, I agree with that. You're not getting that for JVR. No, not to turn. You're not going to ship. JVR to Toronto, no. No, no, no. I mean, you're not getting a first-round pick for JVR, and you're not getting a prospect like Kapanen for JVR. You're probably not going to get a first-round pick, but you can get a high second for JVR. It's just because of youth. I think youth goes a long way. And the fact that he's a defenseman, whether he's good at defense or not, is irrelevant, unfortunately, because of how the NHL is played nowadays. It's all about speed. Uh, But that's all I'm saying. And and, and the cap is just another thing you throw in. And I, I, there's no way you're getting any. That's why I say if I have to buy out somebody, it would be JVR because Ghost still has some kind of trade value. Whether I agree with why he does, well, we're Flyers fans. We see all the bad. But if we're selling them, look look how look how Twitter changes. We shit on them all year. The second we talk about trading, it was, oh, we want Sammy Kapanen. Or we want Casper Kapanen. Oh, we want to bring Sammy yeah. Kapanen back. <laughs> we, we want we want a first round pick. It's like, well, what about the two months we were just completely shitting on the guy? You know, that's how we are. It's it's how it's that's how, it's, I'm sure most fan bases are like that. So that's why I'm trying to find a good trade, like what would make more sense. But at no point were we like when JVR was playing bad, like, oh, let's trade him for this or that because we knew he wasn't worth shit. Oh, because he's getting paid. Exactly. That's it. But that's it. That's the only reason. So if JVR was making four point five or five, he would absolutely be worth more than Ghost. Well, that's a, it's it's a perfect example because that's exactly what he was making when Holgram traded him, and he was younger, like Ghost was, and he traded him for what he thought was a good defenseman, and Luke Shen turned out he was wrong. But Luke Shen was the sixth overall pick of the draft, so like it's not like he, you know, got nothing for him. He just turned out to be a bust. You know, what's funny is I really like Luke Shen, too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I did for a whole 10 minutes. I like Luke Shen. <laughs> I like Braden Shen. I would have never gotten rid uh, of Braden Shen. But then how again, much therapy, the, hall, the hall was uh, pretty good for that one. Fucking A, though. That's just it. If you're going to train a guy like that, that's kind of hall you want. How about you, Jim? Where, where are you at on all this? Yeah, Jim. 
Stop texting. No, I don't it's think. Stop, stop brushing your stash, bro. It's, it looks beautiful. Oh, my God. I don't think there's any way on any planet that they get a first-round pick for Shane Goss to spare. Ever. Even during the draft. Like, why would anyone give a first-round pickup when you could just draft somebody better than him? Have you seen some of the guys drafted? The, as uh, Kyle said, it'd be, it would be a late first. Some of the guys drafted in the late first round, I mean, they— It's a crap shoot, especially yeah, this yeah. year. I mean— so I think if you're going to get a—my point was if you were going to get a first for him, this is the year that you would get a first for him because nobody really fucking knows because, yeah, you scouted the guys early in the season and, and you scouted them a little bit, but there's like— no playoffs going to be played in there. There is no Memorial Cup this year. There is not. There's none of that. So you really don't know what you're getting yourself into, especially in the later rounds when you're drafting these guys. It's 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 just different this year. So Jim, you, let me say this. You remember Christopher Stieg? Yeah. Flyers gave up a first round pick for him. At no point in his entire career was he worth a first round pick, but they were making a playoff run, so they gave up a first round pick. And he's not even a defenseman. He's a forward. If you can get a first-round pick for Chris fucking for Stieg, who, was, who by the way, was on a one-year deal, you know, he, he was in an expiring contract, you can get, you, I mean, you could at least ask for a first-round pick for a guy like Shane Goss there. I think there is, yeah, I understand, you could ask, yeah. But I think there's some in, intangibles that come with for Stieg. Having, didn't he win a Stanley Cup in a, with the Chicago? absolutely stacked team which he was barely a part of yeah put up solid probably numbers 10 and better players than for t for steve from that 2010 team yeah i mean dustin bufflin was a forward on that team yeah, yeah. i mean he, he seemed like he could bring uh, he seemed like he could fit in with this flyers team and whatnot i mean i'm you know you guys know how i feel about gossip spare i just here's the thing though i feel the same way but I bet you, and when we traded for him, Toronto had him at the time. I bet you Toronto fans felt the same way about for Steve when we traded for him. You know what I mean? Like How you like, feel about Ghost, they probably felt about for Steve. They're like, this guy won a cup. He came here, and he's not that good. So, yeah, we'll take, what we, we'll take a first-round pick from Philly. My God, we'll take that all day. Because that's how it works. People get weird and goofy towards the day, trade deadline. Now, if it's in the offseason, that's a little different. I don't yeah. know. We made it. The Versteeg deal was a um, a trade that, deadline. Right, that's what I'm picturing, like an offseason first round pick type move for Ghost. Well, that that now that's a di that's a different point. That's a good point. However, I still think it'll be a little bit better. I just don't think there's anything. JVR's best play is just with our team, and the only other option is if we really needed the money to buy him out. There's no real point in trading him. He works best here. All right, let's move the fuck on, shall we? Okay. Anybody? Yeah. Where you want to move on to, JVR Tolkien? That was fucking <laughs> hilarious, that, that, by the way. Um, <laughs> I don't know. You guys see all this fucking projected or possible playoffs bullshit that they may come up with here? No, but let's go. What do so you got? I seen I I seen one in particular that uh it looks like every team in the league's fucking involved, mm. which in my personal opinion is absolute bullshit. It's a three round playoff series essentially. So round one is all the non playoff teams playing each other. 
Round two is all the winners of the non-playoff teams playing the, like, bubble teams, essentially. And then from that, you get the actual playoffs. So all the, the teams that are in the top three of their division. Oh, that's interesting. Play the winners of the second round of the, the playoffs, which I think is absolute bullshit because there's absolutely no excuse for Detroit, who has won, I think, like 17 games this entire fucking season to be playing anybody, period. I imagine if they ended up in the playoffs. Well, I agree with Kyle for the simple fact that, you know, who this benefits more than anybody is the fucking bad teams, because you're, you're telling me these guys are going to play early. They're going to play first. They're going to, whoever does survive is going to make the playoffs and then play a team that hasn't played in four or five months. And we talk about how this league is a league where you can beat anybody on any given night. And you got a completely, a team who's got one has momentum, has been playing, has been playing real hockey, going up against a Not team. Not only real hockey, but playoff hockey. Yeah, them. real playoff hockey, which they feel like they have second life because they probably shouldn't have made it in the first place. You're going to see some serious upsets, and it's for the, all the wrong reasons. This isn't Columbus and Tampa. Like, this is bullshit. Like, it does not benefit the teams that were at the top of the league. So, I mean, they, I understand it, and I, I appreciate the idea, but it does not work. You can't do that to these teams that finished at the top of the league. They're going to be cold. They're probably Before they do start winning, they're probably going to be down two or three games in a playoff series. If I'm Detroit, I love it because I'm like, shit. Exactly. I only, only got to lose four games instead of 15 now. And you get to sell <laughs> fucking playoff tickets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a really good point, Kyle. Holy shit, that's really not fair to the franchise is missing out on playoff games with all the money that they've missed. I mean, I don't think the NHL is going to care, unfortunately, because this season's like a wash. But that's a really good point. That's wild. I get the I get to sell one hundred and fifty dollar fucking bottom row playoff tickets. You know what? You brought up a good point. You know what they really should do? They should take all the bad teams in the league arena wise, the teams that need help, and they should all get the first round. So here comes Phoenix and uh, Columbus and those teams, and uh, you know Florida and uh, Carolina. Those are the teams that need the playoff uh, the playoff uh, revenue. See now, when that when I first seen that, I was like. You know, fuck you. Like, that is the stupidest fucking idea I've ever seen. I'm like, hey, you got teams that are are, are, are vying for a playoff spot. You got teams like Chicago and uh, uh, that would be in that first round. And um, that, why would you play that and then possibly get hurt? You're, you didn't play the full season, so you don't know how things were going to shake out. The West is a fucking hot mess. So most of these teams are West teams because the East is dominant, dominant dogs. If you look at it from solely a point um, outlook. But when I first saw it, I was like, absolutely not. And I I said, uh, personally, I would prefer them to do one of two things. My, My first suggestion was any team within four points of a wild card gets to have a three game series with the teams currently in the wild card um, position. It would look something like this, you know, Toronto versus Florida. 
um, for a three-game series. Carolina versus the Rangers, who were on fire before all this started and before the Flyers stomped their fucking bitch-ass rags into the ground. I just had to throw that the fuck in there. And then uh, Columbus versus the Islanders. Because I know, granted, um, as it sits right now, I believe one of those two teams are in the third wild card, or is it Pittsburgh? Oh, you know what? It was one of the other teams. So um, Toronto and Florida, one of them's in a, in uh, the third place in their division, but they're still within four points of a team not even in the playoffs. So I had them playing each other. And then it would be Winnipeg versus Minnesota and Nashville versus Vancouver. I thought that was a pretty good idea. If you're going to do something like that, at least have the teams that have a chance of making the playoffs play each other. This is well, if they forego a regular season, right? Correct. And then my other suggestion was as simple as it gets. Let them play to 75 games. The most any team has played in the league right now as it sits is 70 games. That would give every team at least five games before the playoffs start. Yeah, I think that's a good solution. There's there's a couple teams um, (coughs) that have played less than 70 games. So there's a couple teams that have played only... 68 or uh, uh, 69, I think, is the least amount. Um, but what's one more game for those guys? I mean, they didn't play. So if they play to 75, they're, they're getting the same fair shake everybody else is. Mm-hmm. And then you start the playoffs from there. Yeah, I like that. You get a couple games under your belt. This way, come playoff time, you're not watching shit hockey still. The first couple games are going to be shit. It's going to be like the first, you know, just open up the season again. Well, it wasn't shit for the Flyers when we opened up the season. That is true. Yeah, I mean, you got you got to get something. You got to get some games under their belt. And I don't think bottom-dwelling teams duking it out to come play a cold team that was awesome for 70 games. So anything's better than some of the projected shit. Unfortunately, the way things are going, I don't see much happening. It's just it's, it's keeping backed more backed up and more backed up to the point where they're probably if they do anything at all, it's what going to be the top two divi- conference winners at this point because there's going to be no time left. So I, it just sucks, and that just goes to how we were talking about off air. Are the Flyers one of the worst cursed teams to the hockey gods? <laughs> like Seems what did like Ed it. Snyder do in the seventies? Did he? sacrifice like some child we don't know about because this is ridiculous in the 80s run into the fucking edmonton oilers they go to the cup three fucking times twice against the oilers wayne Gretzky's oilers you know you play detroit's in the 90s fucking chicago in 2010 (laughs) and they're finally hot again and this shit happens like give me a fucking break you know it would be really fucked up is if they did the whole playoffs you know, and but they wouldn't let fans in, right? Because of the whole Corona, my Sharona, and the Flyers won the cup with no fans, and we couldn't have a parade because oh, of we Corona. We would still burn down that fucking city. Yeah. <laughs> Could you imagine That's what would happen? I'm ro- I'm rolling my own car and lighting it on fire. <laughs> Nobody's People gonna be able to say shit to me. People flipping their They're- own cars in their driveway. <laughs> Did you just flip your car over and set it on fire? <laughs> yes, the fuck I did on my property. Flyers won the cup, motherfucker. Yeah. Yeah, that would be terrible, man. I think about it. <laughs> that would suck, though, wouldn't it? Yeah. Like, it'd be, like you'd want to just, I don't know. 
I guess I would get Corona for the Flyers. I'll take the cup. You would. If it means if it means nobody's there, and we still win, still a cup, man. Well, what you if it was like? Do? What if like that's the deal with the gods? Okay, Philly, you can have a cup, but you can't go to the games and you can't have a parade. Oh, we're having a parade. No, you can't. They, they don't have to approve it. This doesn't yeah. have to be like the teams there. We're going. We're, that's we're how it is, though. <laughs> you can win the cup, but you can't go to the parade or the games. You have to stay home. I mean, if to win a cup, I mean, if I'm choosing, I'm going to take the cup every time, but that would suck. Here's what we do. You <laughs> roll all the points over to next season. You play the next season with your current standings. And just roll it over. So Flyers got it a competitive advantage advantage going into the next season, among other teams. Interesting. Make all make sure all the teams are caught up on games played, and it's going to be like two hundred something points. But hey, at least last season's not a complete loss. That would be interesting. Like let's say you. Oh my god! I got some. Uh, mm, okay. Let's say like you're a guy on the Capitals, right? I just like, came up with that right now. You're, the, you're on the last year of your deal, and you're on the caps. So, like, you're in first place this year. And, like, during the offseason, you get traded to, like, the, the Red Wings. So, like, during the start of the second half of the year, you're just in last place. That happens in the NHL all the time. That's another yeah. thing that, that uh, nobody's talking about, is if they do cancel the season, how are you going to justify re-signing a grant? I, I would love uh, it. He's only... Stop. Uh, no, me me too, but what a small sample size. So the guy's going to come in like, listen, this is the best numbers I ever put up, despite the fact that the season was canceled. So I want $3 million. And like, what's your fucking negotiating point there? Like, dude, what's he making this he played year? played here fucking five games. <laughs> well, I would use his stats in Anaheim. They I like that you're already mad at him for asking for money. That he <laughs> yeah, might not even ask asking for fake money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, next Dude, podcast, three million. What the fuck? <laughs> fuck Grant. Uh, nothing happened. That was all in your head. Games, Grant. <laughs> this is all we have is metaphors, though. Metaphorical contract negotiations. He's only making seven hundred thousand. And you want three million already? God damn it! Oh, serious. I mean, though, like, honestly, though, let's say metaphorically speaking, the <laughs> regular season continues and Grant puts up the numbers that he's been putting up with us. Do you re-sign him? I would uh, like to. Jack, what's your price tag for Grant? What's the highest you go? 1.75. Right. Okay, I'm going 1.76. <laughs> well, here's the thing. <laughs> how, many, if, how many years is it, you know? Oh, if no, I'm, if I'm committing old, to him, I'm going a two year at two mil max. Yeah, so the shorter the years, the more it's going to be each Not year. Really though, because the dude's never done anything in his career, and he's fucking what twenty seven, twenty eight. Well, no, you don't want to offer him long term. But if I were to be like, because they did this in Nashville with uh, Chase, uh, I can't remember the guy's name, but it was like a seven year deal, but he's making like nothing. Yeah, Pittsburgh did it with Tanev too. Yeah, you know, those are higher like profile players. Fucking, but if we offered him like dollars. four years, it, it would be the Weiss contract, you know. But if we offered him one year, he's probably going to want like over $2 million, but not probably not three, but like, you know, he's, he's going to want more. 
two years at two or under would be fair. I'd be okay with that, to be honest and with you. I mean, it's a tradable contract that you could get rid of if if it doesn't pan out. And I mean, he does fit here. There's no doubt about that. He's he fits in the lineup. Now, let me ask you this though: It was originally when we started the season with you know thinking Patrick was going to be fine and not knowing about Limblom. We thought a lot of money was going to go towards them, and we'll figure out their contracts later, but we all know it's not going to be as much as we thought it was. I think Fletcher did not see Justin Braun being on this team after this year. Do you think he's back now, even if it's just one year? I think it, I, I honestly think it'll, it'll depend on what shakes out of free agency. So it, it won't be it won't be a a large deal if 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 they get it done ahead of time like ahead of free agency it won't be a large deal but if they don't i can only see him coming back because everybody else passed on him and we couldn't get anything better so what you think you let him test free agency and then we end up he comes back yeah because i mean let's be honest here what's braun going to be asking for what what's he make now 3.8 million yeah I mean, if you could wrap Braun up for a one-year, $2 million contract, I mean, why not? If he likes it here, if he fits here, if he wants to come back, I mean, he's older. He's not. And if if, it, let's say the season does resume and they do make a run, and even if they fall short of the cup, at this point, if you're Braun at your career, at, at, at this point in your career, don't you consider taking a pay cut to come back to a contender? I'm I mean, between 3.5 and 4 for at least a year. I wouldn't pay him that much because I, think I would not give him more than what shit. he's making now. I mean, if we're going to be honest, he's not half as good as he's shown. It's been Vigneault's system. It's been his defensive part. He's played good, but I'm not buying into he's going to carry a defense, another partner. He's a good role player. He's a good piece. I'm not Initiate. paying more than what he's making this year. Okay, here's a here's a question. Game. Here's a question. And I don't want, I don't mean to bring up this guy again. Would you rather would you rather pay Justin Braun four million dollars or Shane Goss bear four million dollars? I know what I'm getting with Braun. Who is more essential to this roster right now? Oh, Braun. Justin that's, Braun, that's hands kind down. Of, that's that's not fair. Hands down. Why? Why? Because we're talking right now. Because Goss yeah, don't you, play. <laughs> yeah, but you guys are you guys are both saying and now Myers. If they do resume, Myers is going to be healthy, and Ghost is back to the presser. Yeah, I don't know. No, I mean, Ghost I is essential in, in to restocking our cupboard of prospects or picks. Braun's the on ice talent, you know. Like even if it is in a third defensive pairing role, he's the guy I trust on the ice because he does what he's supposed to do. Yeah. Ghost, I don't look at like, oh, I want him playing and doing his thing because he doesn't have a thing right now. I want him to get us something for the future or even the now, depending on the trade. So th- there's a difference. It's 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 not exactly you're talking apples and oranges here. Yeah, I mean we're you know we're talking Are about you know. <laughs> I just think Justin Braun is an essential piece to this defensive corpse, and maybe there's better guys out there. But I would go all the way up to four million for Justin Braun. I know he's making three point eight now. Um, no, you know, I, if, he, I, if he doesn't want to stay here, he may want a little bump in pay, and I would give it to him. 
All right, let's go with this for a second. I'm going to throw some names at you, okay? So going into next year, you're going to lose $800,000 on Andrew McDonald because his cap hit goes up to 1.9. It was 1.1 last year. The Gouda's hit is gone. Uh, Schlemko so drops like a, from 900000 So Hold on. Just call that a wash then. Because you're losing, you're at 800, and then you're going to save more, right? You're going to save more. But you're losing Gudis, right? I'm I'm agreeing with you. I'm saying between McDonald, Gudis, and Schlemko, losing Gudis, saving on Schlemko, but even though McDonald goes up, you're probably saving, that's three, uh, like 400K. So you see it. (laughs) <laughs> so you save you save money there, but this is what that was nothing. What I really wanted to bring up is, you want to give a guy like um, Braun four four million. You have to now your restricted free agents are Alp Kubel, Robert Hag, and Felipe Myers. You also have to re-sign Nate Thompson, who I assume we let walk. Tyler walk. Pitlick, Tyler Pitlick is the name we have to talk about. Whoa, walk. Grant over Pitlick. Okay, I'll come back yep. to that. I'll come back to that. You got Grant. Justin Braun, who we're talking about, but you also need a backup goalie, Brian Elliott, who's performed pretty well for us this year. Now uh, you bring you bring Elliott back. Oh, and on top of that, um, are they on injury reserve? You still got to figure out something with Patrick and Lindblom. They're going to get something. No, I don't. Next year, I'm not worried about cap. For me personally, next year is not the cap problem because let's let's face the facts here. Patrick hasn't played the entire fucking season. You don't pay him over a million dollars, period. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. If that dude gets paid over a fucking million dollars, this organization is a dumpster fucking fire at that point. He doesn't deserve it. Lindblom is a little more intriguing of a contract. I suspect Lindblom would be somewhere around the 2.5 to 3.5 million dollar range depending on how long the contract is i wonder how it works if they could pay the him something that they all both think is fair both players and they both just go on injured long-term injured reserve and it just doesn't affect the cap i feel like that's something that could happen yeah <clears throat> so i, it, I so. mean Maybe it is a one year, two year thing. More for Limblom than Patrick. If Patrick can't play, you don't fucking sign him. But if Limblom's can't play, you sign him. You pay the dude. Because for fuck's sake, that's shit out of everybody's hands. This isn't the Boston Bruins fucking shit organization where they don't even pay their fucking staff when they lay everybody off. Like, this is the Flyers we're talking about. It's such a shitty situation for Limblom, man, because he's contract year and you end up getting sick. If you're the Flyers from a from a business perspective, like, of course you want to re-sign this kid, but you know you're limited to what you can give him because you don't know if he's ever going to play hockey again. So it's yeah. a really it's a tough. And Jack, your solution right there is I think something that we could see happen. And then if he ends up coming back to play, you know maybe they do a long-term type contract afterwards. Uh, it's tough, but you know what? It's unfortunate. I can see them signing him, say, two years. He's on long-term injured reserve. It's a number that everybody thinks is fair. He comes back, and the Flyers are still going to want him to perform before they give him that long-term money, right. and they have to. It's a business. Yep. Uh, Kyle brings up a good point about Patrick. He's not necessarily a guy that, say, you did sign him. You can't just throw him on long-term injured reserve. It's not like a torn ACL. It's 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 a hit-or-miss kind of Injury. It hasn't know? even been proven that he's hurt or, any, or that know, anything's I, wrong no with him. No pun intended. It could all be in his head. Um, yeah. I don't think that's the case. But, you know, it's tough. 
I don't. I I know you guys feel a certain way, but he was the second overall pick of the draft. I can't just let him walk. There has to be a middle ground. There has to be something. I agree. Anything a million is the absolute max. Anything above that, uh, I cannot believe he didn't play the whole fucking season. I still can't have gotten over that. Like, it's ridiculous. And every time I see his face, I get angry now. I didn't used to feel that way. Um, and I, I I'm the dick, right? Yeah, whatever. You don't like his rosy cheeks anymore, Jack? There's nothing rosy about it. The only, the only <laughs> His ass is rosy. Um, Whoa. Hey. <laughs> hey, Jack. You want too much Tiger King? Jack uh, exotic over here. <laughs> what about Brian Elliott? I mean, he's played. he's been you one of the best him. backups in the league. You sign him because if, if you sign how him much? For, for, for a one-year deal, what's he making now? He pretty much signed a one-year deal at two mil. Okay, so one year at two mil. Again. You do the exact same thing again? Do you try to get a – you try to – come down a little bit. I mean bit. you try you try to come down a little bit, but if you if you can't, what's it doesn't hurt us to go one year two mil. Would you consider bringing in one of the guys we've drafted to try being the backup whether no, not, not yet. Not, not yet. yet. You got to prove yourself at the AHL level first. For both for Ustamenko and Sandstrom, I need to see I need to see legit all-star AHL numbers before I go, okay, you're ready for a backup role in the NHL. Now, what I, if you Go the other route, and you try sign it. You get uh, Grant, Braun. You give uh, extensions to Hag and Myers, and you really don't have a whole lot. You just let Elliot walk and see who else is available in free agency, and try to get a one-year guy. No, because I think I, I think Elliot's at the age now where um, he understands he's not a first. Uh, he's never going to be a number one goalie again. Not in this league. I think I I don't think Elliot's delusional to the point where he thinks that he can go somewhere and they're going to pay him number one uh, goalie salary and play him as a number one goalie. I I don't think he's delusional. I think he knows that his, his chance at a cup is here. So I think you got him there and you got him at at the age. You got him at um he likes the team. He likes the area. He's used to it. He's got his family here. I, I think Elliot is the easiest to re-sign, to be honest with you. I agree, and I actually – the only thing is I hope they get him at less than $2 million, like one and a half, what, 1.75. Yeah, but even at $1.5, you're saving 500000 So at, at the end of the day, that doesn't really make that well, much of an impact. Well, when you if combine – If you let a guy like Pitlick walk and you gain that mill and you re-sign like a grant, and well, that's what I'm saying, and I wanted to bring this up for Grant. You let, say, you let Pitlick Thompson walk. Um, you let the, I t- explain the buyouts with McDonald, Gudis, and Schlemko, and you save money on Elliott. Suddenly, that's like two million dollars. You know, like that could get you Grant. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but they have Grant now. In no, he's, I mean, he's only cap, he got to resign. But, have, but yeah, but they have Grant now in cap room. Well, that's just what I'm saying. Because here's my next question. What do you give Myers and Hag? See, there, that's interesting. See, Hag would be the cheaper of the two, obviously. I think mm-hmm. Myers will get something similar to Sandheim. And here's the funny thing about how much money do you think Hag makes right now? 2.5. That's nah. a lot. No, Close. No, 1.5. 1.1. Yeah. And Myers. I, what's Hag get bumped up to? He had one one good year. What's he get bumped up to? Two max? I was going to say it's probably still under two. It, but I don't know how many years. I would assume one or two. 
where Myers is only making six, seven, eight hundred thousand, so not even seven hundred thousand. I see him getting something similar to Sandheim, less money. I think the years are the same. Two or three years, two point five, seven, two point five or so in that range. Because he's that pairing has been very good. Here's a would you rather. Would you rather Myers. pay Robert pay Robert Hag two million? So that's a not to $900,000 increase or Justin Braun, 4 million. I'd rather pay hag because he's younger and he mm. has similar capabilities to Braun. I think Kyle said that perfectly. All right. So you're going to take the 900. I mean, you could, you know, you could take them both, but $900 for $900,000 for hag over $200,000 for Braun. But Wait, you're saving three million. <laughs> you're saving Matt. three million in cap. <laughs> <clears throat> All right, and that's kind of why you draft young players. I mean, it's yeah. to replenish I mean, your roster at a young, you know, and save some right. money to pay the other guys. And and it, it's not not to go without saying you can go, you can dip into free agency and pick up a defenseman. Yeah, but you already got one. Yeah, but you're going to be paying Braun more than you could probably pick up a defenseman. Not to mention, you have trade chips. Anything can happen at this point. Well, you know, but honestly, you don't even have to do that. You could probably just have Friedman come up or who. See, you, I don't trust him. I, I, he's I been okay at plug and play, but what about. I mean, they're still. It's a shame because they're still like a year away, but you got guys like Zumula. We're forgetting. Who, we're forgetting about the great grand Samuel Moran. Oh yeah, he got. <laughs> oh my God, guys! How he dare us? Ghost, remember that guy? Huh? He's got a spot now. <laughs> I'm just saying, you got Sammy. Slamming Sammy. Slamming Sammy, Sammy, man. Opens the door for this motherfucker to get shot. I don't know, man. If it's a long shot, but. God damn, if he could come in and replace Braun, that would be fucking a hard-hitting pair. Sam Moran and fucking Robert Hag. <laughs> and they would skate around them like pylons. No, tough. they fucking wouldn't. Yeah, Sam Moran's would. got a fucking 32-foot wingspan, dude. <laughs> and, <laughs> and no ACL. ACL trying to catch somebody with that wingspan. Dude, he's, he's skating twice. on his knees. He's getting a robotic <laughs> knee, bro. That's way better than any ACL. I hope somebody in the press box can control it with a you know remote. <laughs> oh, that'd be pretty sick. That'd really? be really sick. <laughs> Yo, did you guys see that bullshit that they were saying? Uh, they're going to hollow out the pucks for the playoffs. Why would they do that? Because they're putting computers in them so you could have real-time data on the speed of the puck. So they won't do it for goal scoring when it crosses the line, but they'll do it for that shit? And I don't know. I'm not a member of the NHL. I'm just saying. I read a fucking article that says they're going to put something inside. And I'm like, these guys have been playing with the same puck since they were fucking like three years old. And now all of a sudden you're going to put a little something in there. I wonder if it really would even make a difference. I feel like I would feel that. Yeah. If it did, I'd say fuck that. If it didn't, I'd say, okay, more power to you. I bet the Penguins get more goals than anybody when they institute this. It would be oh, like a little it. remote control puck. Every time Crosby touches it, it goes fucking it It'll ma- magnetize to his stick. <laughs> Giroud would be on the breakaway, and the puck would just go under his legs the opposite way. Yeah, and score stop. on us. 
Yeah, like when I play NHL and the fucking puck just takes off in other directions. <laughs> it's magically in the back of my net. That's what Shane Gosses Bear says whenever he plays. I know this is very far off topic, but I feel like talking about it because I I almost broke my fucking TV. I was playing NHL the other day. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Carter Hart stopped the puck. He had it under his glove. There was nobody in the entire zone except Shane Goss to spare because he is a good player in the game. So you can't get rid of him in the fucking game. In the corner. So I I went to pass it to Shane Goss to spare, and I clearly have my joystick pointed in that direction, and uh, Hart turned and put it in his own net. I I was the most confused person ever. Then three shifts later, Carter Hart stops the puck. Nobody's around me. I go to pass it to the same corner, <laughs> and uh, Carter Hart just turns, passes it to the center of the ice where their player is, who just slaps it home. I'm like, can EA Sports make a fucking good hockey game for once? Dude, it's been years. They they, they forget it. It's not they, happening. They must have his puck handling skills accurate. No, Ghost dude, or Hart? I could do it. <laughs> Hart. <laughs> no, dude, I've seen shit in that game that'll freaky the fuck i've seen the puck loose in front of my net nobody touches it and it just takes off like it was just shot and goes huh. and you know beats the goalie i'm like there's nobody there it just <laughs> took off from a, a dead position to a shot top corner top shelf i watched it on replay i'm like this is absolutely fucking ridiculous <laughs> I'm, done. Thing, I'm done the one thing that pisses me off the most is uh when you hit somebody off the puck and then your guy becomes apparently allergic to the puck. Oh yeah. And he can't he can't get it. Like you're, the other guy's on the ground, the puck's in the corner, you turn, you skate by it, he doesn't pick it up. And then the guy gets it and then scores. And you're yeah, like What the I fuck? I call that you, you like take pronger back in the day and you level the guy and you're like, "Oh, let me get the puck." And I call that corpse control. Cuz when I fucking hit the guy and he's a corpse but he still maintains control of the puck, and I can't get it no matter what I do because EA's makes terrible fucking hockey games. It nothing drives me more insane. Like I have a name for all these fucking scenarios. It's ridiculous. Right, the, the AI fights me. <laughs> yeah, you're right, Jim. Get us off. <laughs> Kyle, this is your Everything. fault. I'm sorry. It is totally my fault. <laughs> I will fully take all the responsibility for that one. I was just very pissed off about that. I don't blame you. You got me riled up, <laughs> Jim. Whoa. Have, has your stash ever passed the puck into its own net? No. Yeah, because the stash would never do such a thing. Fuck <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's never done it in real life either, Matt Brown, if you're listening. Who the fuck is Matt Brown? You know Matt Brown. He won't let me on the team, dude. We talked about him yesterday. Uh, why are you so salty about that, dude? What did you do? Nothing. Dude, what did you do? You had Tell to do truth. something. He won't even joke around with me on Facebook about joining the team. <laughs> he hates you. I don't know why. I'm going to ask him. Jim, come on. Straight up ignore me. I, did nothing. you start a fight? No. Now that's his brother's job. <laughs> yeah, he starts him and I, and I got to clean him up. Uh, <laughs> did you take a really bad penalty doing that? Did you actually skate into the guy? I mean. No. I'm respectful out there. I don't I know. know. I follow the code. This is true, Kyle. Skate. Who said that? <laughs> Can't skate. Who said that? I did. I've been working on my skating in the garage. That's what? during I'm this whole garage. during this entire <laughs> quarantine. 
I've been doing suicides from wall to wall. You just skate and hit the wall as hard as you how can. Many, how many holes are in his wall? Dense. <laughs> you I'm can like see a the Scooby-Doo villain going through the wall. All right, let's uh, get back on track. What track are we on? This whole episode's been on track. We're in quarantine. It's over. Just fucking. (laughs) I'm not going to let it die. I'm not. I asked Phil if he wanted to start up a team. I think he acknowledged it. And Matt, that's when Matt joined in. He's like, no, Jim can't start his own team. Phil, I'll let you know when you can play. Wow. Just ignored me. He's all about you not playing at all. That's, That's not just his team, any team. Yeah, I'm, I'm barred from the league. Uh, you know what it is? He's afraid of me. He's just, he's scared. Don't beat the I, shit out of him. If, if I start... Oh, we're talking about a fucking principal to a, like a <laughs> middle school. Like, we're not beating the fuck out of anybody. Calm down over there, Jack. <laughs> well, if he's not going to let him play, what other choice does he have? He can play all he wants. It's none of the teams want him. Whose fault is that? <laughs> Jim, I don't think you're giving me the full story here. I got nothing. I don't know what it is. I really don't. Kyle, <laughs> come on. You know something. You know something. Yeah, Kyle, what did they say? Ask John Keating about me. He thinks he knows I'm a good guy. I, what are you going to say, Kyle? Huh? I don't have nothing to say, man. He started it with... I really I really want you to play hockey with us. But uh, all them rinks are closed right now. Your next game, let me know. I'm just going to show up. I don't think we're going to have another game. Ever. We could play in my garage. I got. I bought a net. Well, I, oh, there you, go. Oh, you know what? I'll bring the dinosaur or the tiger and a, a bucket. To put oh my god! We could just have one-on-one tournaments in my was garage. Somebody, I can't remember who it was. Oh me, fucking me! Every time I shot the puck, the damn my three-year-old's action figure would throw out a fucking kick save and a glove. <laughs> I'm like, this I remember piece the of one. Shit. It took off the action figure's head, hit the plant pot, hit the post, and went wide. I was like, wow. <laughs> Kyle is strong. He's gripping the stick too tight. Today. I'm, I'm done. I'm done. I'm like Jim playing men's league hockey. Just done. Yeah, the no. pot and the action figure didn't want him back. <laughs> That's messed up. I, I'm sorry, Jim. I love you. You can replace me because I don't think I'm playing anymore. Why? This, this quarantine's got me like extra old and fat. Oh, my time to shine. <laughs> yeah, if I ever get the call, I'll come play. Matt has to call me though. <laughs> <laughs> Tell him. He'll be like, no, nah, I ain't fucking calling him. All right. Are we going to bring up the polls? I've been oh, waiting shit. for you to bring it up. The great, Let's grand, uh, wonderful polls. Let's wrap it up again? with the polls. Hey, these are simple. We'll, we'll start with the easiest one ever. The pasta bowl. We'll call it the pasta bowl. Yes, I like pasta. Of course you do. Oh, really, Kyle? All right. So this is this is this is solely <laughs> a what you know now scenario for all that are listening. Um, I hope you guys all participated in the polls because they were they were pretty fucking fun. Um Knowing what you know now, in 2014, would you have tra- drafted David Pasternak over Travis Sanheim? I'm, I'm pretty sure um, I'm going to answer for everybody here. That is a pretty obvious fucking answer. Absolutely. I don't know how you would ever draft 
Travis Sanheim over Pasternak. I don't know how anybody in the top 10 wouldn't trade their draft picks with the exception of the first overall pick for David fucking Pasternak. I'm trying to remember what draft that was and who went number one overall. I think it was Aaron Ekblad. I think Pasternak. Yeah, I think Pasternak should have been the number one pick of the draft. Going back, so I'm pretty sure it was Ekblad. I can't remember who went after that, so it could be wrong, but that's how good Pasternak is, dude. Yeah, he is hands down, barred away, the better player. We'll save the best one for last, so we'll, we'll go with this one next. In 2017, the Flyers drafted Nolan Patrick, sec- second overall. Knowing what you know now, who would you have drafted at second? Uh, I'm going Elias Pettersson with Cal uh, McCarr being a very close second and Hiskinen being a very close third. By you, Jimbo. You and the stash. And I'm thinking about this, like, yeah, Patterson would be fun. We could always use more offense, right? But this team's kind of kind of uh, deep at forward. So I'm like, yeah, McCarr would be outstanding. Who would he play with, though, do you think? Do you play I with Proby? Like, maybe not right away, but eventually, and that would be ridiculous. Like, yeah, I guess I would have to take McCarr as – as much as like I want to say Heisken in because, you know, Kyle, you mentioned he can skate, and I think he's going to develop. He's going to be a really good player. But, like, McCarr is just electric, man. Like, he really is fun to watch. And you can't have you can't have enough players like that on your team. I, I would take McCarr, yeah. I think now, when I voted, I voted Heisken in, though. I still took uh, Patterson because he's fucking ridiculous. Yeah, he is. But any uh, of those guys, my and- God. Obviously, this is all retrospect to what we know now, and hindsight is always twenty twenty. But um, I guess the Flyers needed depth back, uh, center depth back then too. They had enough you, defensive prospects. If you look at if if you look at these drafts, and let's say instead of Sanheim, they drafted Pasta, then you'd have no choice but to take Makar. Because you would need defensive depth now. Could you imagine? Oh, my God. It would be perfect. I don't know. That's tough. That's one of those things where it's like where the guys are rated. You just you still go best player available. And now now we'll get to the, the absolute closest poll that I posted. Um, by the way, Patterson won at 48%. Uh, McCarr came in a close second at 34%. And then Patrick at 12 and Heiskanen at 4. See, wow. And you got a lot of votes on that, didn't you? Yeah, there was uh, 382 votes. And Patterson got 48% still? 48.4. Patterson's stats are also fucking ridiculous. I mean, absolutely. Yeah. It's, yeah. yeah. In that 139 games, he has 55 goals, 77 assists for 132 points. Like, fuck. <laughs> Yeah, that's pretty damn good. And then if you look at the last poll I posted, which was the closest poll, but not very close in terms of votes because people love their Travis fucking Konechny here in Philly. There's no doubt about that. But if if you're talking in terms of stats and how close these two were drafted together, um, this is by far the closest draft. 2015, Flyers drafted Travis Konechny. 
24th overall. Only 11 picks later, Sebastian Ajo was picked in the second round, 35th overall. Obviously, knowing what you know now, who would you pick? I'll let you guys go first. I can't believe Ajo was a second-round pick. Me either. Yeah, I was, I'm shocked right now, especially 11 picks after Connect Me. Um, I wrote down some stats here real quick. Let me see. So I, I was trying to make an argument for TK, like, oh, well, you know, they came in at this, the league the same year, and Ajo had off to a slow start, but he just wasn't. He's got – he scored t- at least 24 goals every year he's been in the league. 24, 29, 30. He's, he's going to be a 40-goal scorer this year if the league didn't get cut short. 38 goals he had. Uh, 53 assists last year. You know, if he puts a season like a, like 40 and 55 together, I mean, that's a pretty fucking good year, man. It's uh, 95 points. That's a fucking MVP year. Yeah. Uh, TK looked like he's putting it putting it together this year. He's got I think he's got 61 points in 60-some-odd games this year. TK's a great player. He's going to be a great player. He's fun to watch. But uh, I think I, you got to go Ajo, man. If, you, if you're talking about, you know, especially what this team needs in a, a sniper-type player, I mean, he's, he's not, he doesn't have the best personality, which is why I think TK will get a lot of votes. But, I mean, Sebastian Ajo, 38 fucking goals. I mean, when's the last time a flyer scored 38 goals? It's, it's, it's also worth noting um... – Sebastian Ajo plays on their power play and their penalty kill. And since he came in the league, I believe he has eight shorthanded goals. Wow. And that's that's underrated, man. Nine. Like, Nine I, like, shorthanded goals? Mm-hmm. I was like close. We were just doing. Like, <laughs> nobody even looks at the, the PK and the shorthanded stuff. That's a big deal. That's a huge but, factor. I mean, you got to give him credit for those shorthanded goals, man. Like, Jesus Christ. He had four and four. His four the last two years each year. He's played 11 more games than Konechny. He has like 80-something more points. That's an entire. Is it 100? Uh, 100, 100 points. He says 263 versus. One, oh, yeah, 169, I think. 185. Uh, okay. Uh, so, I mean, but still, 80-something points is an entire, like, all-star caliber season. Like, that's, yeah. he, it's not even close. I, I get the homerism for TK. It's not even close. Uh, no. And who the fuck is Ajo playing with? What offensive talent is he, he was playing he with? with Rod the Bod, bro? <laughs> is he is he out there on the ice? <laughs> Player coach. He had Skinner for like two years, and Skinner's an off a shoot guy first. Like they got some defensive players, but that's that's it. Like it's he's the offense. It's also and, it, it's also worth noting that uh, people siding with TK here. You were not alone especially as Flyers fans voting on this. Um, I have to 100% disagree with you. You can't pass on Ajo over Travis Konechny regardless of your love affair with him um, solely playing on the Flyers. And and believe me when I say this, I love Travis Konechny. Love the player. His personality, the way he plays the game, it's just everything I want in a player. But... You cannot pass on the pure skill that Ajo brings. That being said, Konechny had to play his first two years, three years, under Dave fucking Hackstall, um, who did not play him on the power play. 
So I, I think that uh, plays a large part in the lack of points. I, I believe the discrepancy between the two in points would be a lot closer if Travis Konechny got power play time in his first and second year. I believe he got um, a decent amount of power play in his third year. But uh, I, I believe that would close the gap quite a bit. Yeah, no, I, I get what you're saying about Hacksaw. I definitely did not like Hacksaw at all. Uh, he did not know what the hell he was doing. <laughs> he was a detriment to the young guys. Uh, but that doesn't really change how I feel about this question. Aho is far and away the better player at this point. Uh, he's got almost 100 more points than Konechny on a team that has less talent, especially offensively. Um, and yeah, I just think when you see he has nine shorthanded goals, that's him making shit happen for himself. And that's nothing to sneeze at. He is a, he's also good defensively. That's why he has those opportunities. And that's why he's out on the penalty kill. He offers, you can't just look at the raw stats and say, this player is better than this player, which it would still point to Aho, obviously, but he does everything. He's going to be the fuck if they keep him because Carolina's cheap. He's their next captain. Like he's their superstar player. While we love Konechny here, you know, Coots is our next captain and, you know, what have you. I love Konechny all day long, but far and away, Sebastian Ajo is the better player. Yes, I would agree. What happened right there? You're going solo. Did we just do the double switcheroo? So, yeah, double, pretty much. The double yeah, pisseroo? Like, out for a second and, and then he said what I said and then he left. <laughs> but that being said, with that no was, that warning, that was the end of the polls. That was the end of the polls. But Jim, I'll ask you a quick question. We brought up 2014. Obviously, we take Pasternak over Sandheim. I was looking at that draft class. Aaron Ekblad went number one overall, and I was like, yeah, I think Pasternak should have went number one overall. I saw one name that you could argue. This is not Flyers related, but I want to know your thoughts. Who would you take number one overall, David Pasternak or Leon Dreisaitl? He went number three overall. Dreisaitl. He's playing with McDavid. Yeah. It doesn't matter, dude. I've watched that kid play. He did not stop putting up numbers when McDavid goes out. Yeah, he's got more by like 10. He was but up by I mean, like 10 so points on McDavid. McDavid, yeah. stops, McDavid goes out hurt, and Dreisaitl still puts up the same fucking numbers. That's so, that's telling me that those they play phenomenally together, but as it sits, dude, I would. Oh my god, I'd take Drysaitel in a heartbeat. Plus, well, the he's reason got that was brought up, he plays big. Yeah, the reason that was brought up was I said uh, Pasternak should have been number one overall in that draft. And I went back and looked and saw Drysaitel went number three, and I was like, oh, never mind. <laughs> like, maybe yeah, we should maybe we should bring this up. up. Who, were, yeah, who no, went? I, two? I don't disagree. Was, who went uh, second, it was like Sam Bennett. For Blake Buffalo. Oh, or fucking Buffalo. That dumpster fire. Jesus, man. Yeah, I'll read it real quick because now I'm curious. Hold on. They got. I hear they have blind scouts up there. So they were reading Sam Bennett's uh, game with Braille. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> All right, so it went. Florida took Ekblad. Buffalo took Sam Reinhardt. Not, uh, not same concept. Yeah, <laughs> it's the same. Sam Bennett's actually, you know. Dreisaitl. Oh, Sam Bennett went fourth to Calgary. Uh, Islanders took Michael Del Cole. Mm, nothing. Vancouver took, took Jake Vertanen. He's okay. Carolina took Hayden Flurry. He hasn't hit made it yet. Oh, Toronto. Willie Nylander. Winnipeg. Nikolai Ellers. Anaheim. Nick Ritchie. Uh, I'm just going to start naming names that like stick out to me. 
uh, Washington, Jacob Verana, Dallas, Julius Honka, Detroit, uh, Dylan Larkin, Columbus, Sonny Milano. Obviously, we know who Philly took. Tampa Bay, uh, Tony D'Angelo. You know where he is now? With the rags. He's with the, the Rangers. I forget who they gave up to get him, but he's not too bad. I think that, uh, Bobby I... Fabry went to St. Louis. Nick Schmoltz, Chicago. Kapanen went to the pit. That's pretty much it. Oh, Jonathan Hosang and the Islanders. Yeah, Jonathan Wentzel, New Jersey. Didn't he, get, get, didn't he just get traded? I think he just got traded. As a, as a throw-in? Yeah. I think yeah. he might have just got traded back to New Jersey. I think so, it was no. I think he got traded with what's his name to the Islanders. Oh, really? Uh, defenseman that they got. He was like a throw-in. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. So, uh, John Quenville. He was wow. the last pick of the first round. That dude ain't ever fucking making the NHL. No. What about Ho Sang, man? He actually had some talent, but he might never fucking sniff the fucking fuck. NHL. He's a scumbag. Bro, he was cursed the second he put on that sixty-six. <laughs> Touche. Fucking cursed. You're an idiot. Right yeah. off the bat, you're a fucking idiot. And then he's like, I don't see any problem with it. I do. You don't have the skill yeah. to wear Did number 66. Like, shit. <laughs> Here's a question. So the first pick of the second round, Buffalo took Brendan Lemieux, who is now with the Rangers. I'm assuming they traded him like to Winnipeg him. in the um, Tyler Myers. Um, the hell's yes. his name? No, you're correct. Yeah, okay. Yeah, but uh, I really like Brendan Lemieux's game. I mean, uh, call me an old school uh, hockey fan, but well, I love his fucking game. One and thing he can, I will say he can is play hockey. Kyle, you talked hockey. about size, and you talked about liking Nate Thompson. Nate Thompson fucking leveled Brendan Lemieux against the Rangers. I was like, oh shit, that was it. Looked fucking strong, and yeah, no, I know what you mean. He was definitely chirping and shit, but I, yeah, I just remember that play. We haven't I, seen a lot of that in Philly. I like the I like the way him and his dad played the game for sure. Is Claude you his father? Yep. Gotta be. Definitely not so Barry. Uh huh. Claude was so ugly. He was like he had like <laughs> he was like Scar from like Lion King. The huge what? Scar. Did you really just just bring up a fucking animated character? I love you, Jim, but you gotta Disney. do better. No, I'm not gonna do better. All right. Quick trivia for you. Who the Flyers take in the second round? That year? What yeah. year was it? 2014. No cheating. Kubel. Yeah. Hob Kubel, 48th overall. God damn it. Oh, no cheating, bitch. Actually, can we yeah, do something that like this every cheating, night? No, because I looked at every draft when I was making these polls for like two days straight. Yeah. <laughs> I, it's, it's all in the notebook upstairs, Jim. I do. This is my thing, drafting. All right. Let's do some trivia. Uh-huh. Not now, but like for future episodes. We'll oh, for... not even one. Oh yeah, go, right. go, go. All right, who the Flyers take in the third round? I don't know. In twenty, wait, what was it? 20... 2014. 2014 third round. Um, stop looking it up. I'm not looking it up, asshole. You're looking at me. His eyes are I'm closed. He's looking straight up in the air. I have the names on your ceiling. I could see it. <laughs> it was the Kyle. Derek Kaya Combs in. No, I think it was like Radel Fazleev or some shit. Wow, Mark goodness. Friedman. Goodness. Really? Friedman was a third round pick. And now I know you guys are going to get this one because it's not even Flyers related, but who did uh, Carolina take in the fourth round? 
I have no fucking idea. Why would I know that? Lucas Walmart. <laughs> God damn it. Hold on. I got a drink. 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 Actually, just chug it. I saw that. I had to. I'm sorry. <laughs> a fucking Florida Panther now. Damn, some trades went down. We won't get to see what the fuck happens in the playoffs. That's Oh, guess who the Flyers took in the fifth round? Oscar Wait. Limblom. Oh. Ron Hextall, baby. So disappointed in myself. Chris Pryor. I meant Chris Pryor. Yeah, I was kind of mad that they got rid of Chris Pryor when uh, Fletcher came in. Because that's the first thing I thought of. I'm like, oh, fuck. There is our drafting. Fucking <laughs> A. And you saw with the first pick, skipping out on the, what's his name? Oh, stop it. <laughs> oh, just stop it. We're done talking about it, bro. Actually, I'll never be, be done. To be honest, that slide down uh, for Cam and then the, uh, the little upswing for Bobby Brink, that was a, that was a good piece of GM work. To be great. honest, I mean, it's a little bit of uh, remains to be seen, but um, I think it, in in the end of the day, you get two players for what would have been one. Well, yeah, you got two players instead of one for sure. But when you give up a second and a third for Justin Braun, you kind of have to do that at the draft. Oh, my God, dude. I wonder, Did you guys not hear me earlier when we were talking about Braun? I'm like, cue the drinking game. Anytime Jack says second and third, everybody uh, listening to this podcast needs to drink. I there was one podcast you guys would have been fucking hammered. <laughs> I was listening back to it, and I was cringing. I'm like, God, I said it so many times. Me and Jim talked about that. <laughs> oh, no, I talked about it to myself. I was like, fuck. How the fuck do you spell Cole Caulfield's last name? Um, with C-A-U-L-F. a U uh, L F. I'm I'm already lost. <laughs> you guys <laughs> ready? Thinking. You guys ready for a bold statement? Uh oh. Yes. Oh, here we go. Ready? Bobby Brink is gonna put up more goals at the NHL level than Cole Caulfield. <laughs> <laughs> That's Why? definitely bold. They I had similar seasons we both in their be first wrong? year. They had similar years in their first fresh in their freshman year of college. Mm-hmm. Sure. Caulfield had thirty six points, thirty six games, nineteen goals. I think Brink put up uh, twenty four points in twenty eight games. Uh, I want to say fourteen goals. Hang on, let me let me check this out real quick. Four Why? points in twenty eight games. They both sound like they're both point-per-game players. Who's got more goals, though? Yeah, Caulfield had 19 goals in 36 games. Uh, Brink had 11 goals in 28. Would have been... Just throwing the numbers out there. Well, you know? Caulfield would have been about... better, but not by much. Yeah. Just, oh, you know what's one thing that's underrated fine. about Caulfield, though, that nobody ever talks about? His entire game is good. It's not just a goal scorer. He's good all around. Yeah, but Brink's skating is top notch. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> hate. I Only time I ever read the word so hate good. about a player. But even that was dramatic. He's not that bad. I mean, you know what? Honestly, though, one of the uh, steals, uh, I believe it was that draft or the draft before. Um, I'm pretty sure it was that draft. Um, no, Ooh, it was the draft. It was the draft before. One of the steals, Noah Cates. Oh yeah, he he freaked out at what you call the juniors or something. Oh my god, dude! Can I plug myself real quick here? 
Go ahead, plug yourself. So I put out a, a little bit of a prospect type article today for Puck Pros, and Noah Cates had a really good sophomore year. 33 oh, points in, in 34 by the, games. Go ahead. By, by the way, for everybody who don't know, our uh, fearless leader, Jim, and his stash, I believe it's it's mostly a stash, but um, has been writing for Bruck, Puck Pros, right? Puck Pros? Yeah. And uh, it's pretty good shit. You guys got to check that shit out. Um, if, if, if you got some spare time, which everybody fucking does here. So I don't, I don't want to hear any excuses. You got to check that shit out. He's putting out some pretty decent material. Thank you, Kyle. And I do think you should drop the angry Jim. I really do like Jim and, and the stash. I really think that's a thing. That should be Jim it. and the stash. Jim and the stash. Got to keep the stash. I we don't have, have a profile picture. How are for... we supposed to live our lives through him if he's keeping the stash? Until so the Flyers win the cup, you got to keep that stash. I could do that. It's going to be my quarantine stash. No, no, that's too short. <laughs> my Corona stash. Is that, I don't have to go out of the house. I don't have to go in the, out, of, out in the public with this, you know? Yeah, yeah but you're posting you it on all social media. So what's the difference? <laughs> yeah, that's okay. But once, once this you quarantine is You put yourself done, in the Joe Exotic documentary, for God's sake. Once the quarantine's done, the, the stash is gone. Oh. Here for a limited time only. Oh. Pandemic, pandemic times only, stash. Oh. <laughs> Noah Cates, though, 14 goals, 33 points in 34 games. Could have something here. Yeah, seventh-round pick, man. Fucking I know, steal, is that crazy? Dude. Played in six less games than he did uh, last last year. Played 40 games last year, and he scored 20 more points this year. Something and like he's, that. Just out of, he's just out of fucking high school, though. Yeah. Wasn't he um, one of the players that stuck out for the United States team yes. in the World Juniors last year? It was either last year or the year before, but yeah, it was re- it was recent. Yeah, because I That's... I remember him being drafted, but seventh round pick, it's like eh, and then no. it's like there's talking about a seventh rounder. It's like he must have done something right, and it's like oh shit. Yeah, I just it's... remember seeing uh, the highlights of so uh, what what the fuck was where he won the national championship, I believe. With on who? A, who was that with? Break- was it a breakaway or what? It was his high school team. It wasn't college. It was when we drafted him because we drafted him right out of high school. Yeah, I think they might have. He didn't even fucking go to college yet, dude. Hmm. It was a reach, but for, for, oh my God, it worked out so far. Seventh round pick, man. Yeah, it should be interesting to see what he does next year. There's a couple more guys that didn't, that didn't sign contracts and that are going to stay in school. Uh, one of them, I can't remember off the top of my head, but, uh, it was like Gavin Hain, Bryce Brzezinski. Uh, shit, man. There's two other ones. Uh, yeah, Jackson. I believe Jackson you hold, you hold he, on. Don't have you hold on to their rights, right? Yeah, so, yeah, they're, yeah. They're still so, in college. Yeah, they'll be like, like sophomores and juniors that's why, next year. That's why that shit tripped me out. It was like two years ago um, when they uh, drafted Allison and everybody's freaking out. Why haven't they signed him? And I'm like. Because if they sign him, he has to leave college. He's not fucking leaving college, you idiots. JVR did the same thing. He was the number one two overall pick of the draft. Like he he went back to college for like a year or two. <laughs> like they do that. It's fine. Yeah, but you I'm know, interested I'm interested to see Wade Allison. He's a big big kid. He's a big kid. He skates well. Um, he definitely knows his way to the front of the net. He's got a hell of a wrister. 
I mean, I want to see, I want to see, because the the part that always gets me is is college. You know, you you wear a full cage, so you never really know what you got in terms of toughness, if that makes sense, because you can't really fight in college. You're gonna be. He's also had this like injury that I swear has been like three years going, and he's he's taking forever to get back. What did he? He tore his ACL, correct? Yeah. That's did he all. tear it? Did he tear it a second time? I don't remember it being re-injured. Or I just remember he... taking forever to get back. And one of the reasons people thought he was not going to resign with the Flyers is like he just didn't see a path to the team. And then he just came out out of nowhere and was like, "Yeah, it's been a really long road. I want to be here. I want to play for this team. I just I can't get back to one hundred percent." And that's been his thing. That sounds but like I, he's finally, it looks like he's finally coming around. I mean, it'd be perfect for the Flyers. Add another ginger, you know? They can't get too many gingers on this team. No, they get do enough. that right. Yeah. It's, Here's it's, one thing, we're though. Pretty, we're pretty yeah, soon we're going to call it We're going to call it Team Soulless. <laughs> <laughs> He's not exactly... Soulless. He won't be exactly a young rookie next year. By the time the season starts, he'll be uh, 23 years old. He turns 23 in October. That's kind of interesting. Well, I mean... The, like he'll be an he older was injured. Rookie. He was a second. He was a second round pick, and even then, he was a late riser. Uh, unless you're a first round pick, it's kind of par for a course. I mean, look at Abkubel. He was a second round pick. How old is he now? Probably around the same age, right? You know, I could find out. 2014, six years. He was probably 18 or 19. Yeah, Abkubel has been with the Phantom since 15, 16. I mean, I you know, uh, college, 23 years old. I feel like he's been with the Phantoms for two or three years, not four. One, two, three, four. This says four. Well, one's this year when he got called up, right? Uh, 18, 19 would have been his fourth. I'm counting a a year where he played six games for the Phantoms. Okay, so that was at the end of his junior year where he came and played a few games. Correct. Yeah, so so, I mean, yeah, even still it would have been, if you you count this year and don't count that year, four years. Well, Allison's definitely behind on that eight ball because of his injury. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's kind of interesting. Like, how much time are they going to give him to de- to develop in Lehigh? He's got he's got at least two years, so he so could be like 24 think, by the time he comes up. Well, yeah, I I I think obviously next year you start with the Phantoms, and then see how it goes because obviously yeah. the pro game the pro game is different. It doesn't matter if you play college or juniors or fucking KHL or any of that shit. The pro, the NHL and AHL are just different breeds. They're they're good leagues. If he excels at the AHL, I don't, I wouldn't rule out a call up next year at some point. But I think realistically speaking, you're not going to see Allison next year. You'll see him the year after. Yeah, I could see something like that. I think a lot of things got to go right for Allison to see him. There's so many more players I could see them calling up first. I mean, what about Rubstoff? I mean, that's a first round pick. And he's gonna. You'd think if he's gonna have the be first in line among some other guys to come up. That is an interesting point, actually, with Rubstoff. That's at this point, man. He might be a career Phantoms dude because I don't know where he would fit. It's tough, man. You gotta make Isn't these decisions. It? Do you resign Grant? Do you resign 
uh, pit lake. Like you got these young kids for a reason, it, it, but then again, they got they can't just be handed the role. They got to earn it. So that's tough. I want to see more trades. They're going to have to do something. You don't want to just lose them. I no, I mean, I mean, honestly, this is a good conversation because when in the history of the Flyers have we talked about being okay for years to come? I mean, it's definitely, do you know what I mean? We're we're arguing who might or might not make the Flyers team who's already a second place, if not first place, if they finish the season in the fucking Metro team. Well, here's the thing. That's a think good about, conversation. Think about who's on the team this year right now, right? They got a full roster, obviously. Now you have to add in possibly Limblom at some point, possibly Patrick. We talked about Rubsoff. How about Morgan Frost? How about that guy? Remember him? You know, um, I think Robiev is as good as going. Uh, he'll be in the KHL. I think, uh, honestly, dude, I, I had this discussion uh, with somebody on Twitter. I can't fucking remember who. Um, <laughs> but I would re-sign Robiev for another year or two. Really? And then, yeah, and then they wanted to argue with me about contracts. And I'm like, dude, the Flyers are fine on contracts, dude. Well, seven, if he's a fan, it don't matter. Yeah, yeah seven contracts. No, it doesn't, it, it does matter. If, uh, well, they get like 50 contracts. Like, you're telling me they can't make room for him? No, what I'm saying is they got 48 out of 50 contracts already right now. But next year, seven contracts come off the books with the exception of adding two more. So essentially five contracts come off the books next year. I mean, I, I don't know who they have to add uh, Phantoms-wise or prospect-wise to make that work. I don't can't think of anybody they'd be missing. I mean, I, I don't see why you wouldn't bring back Vorobiev for the Phantoms solely for the Phantoms because he tears I, it up in the fucking AHL. I mean, it honestly wouldn't bother me one way or another. I'd be okay with it if he stays on the Phantoms. Uh, another guy we want to see come up at some point, Radcliffe. They got a lot of fucking prospects, man. Like, holy shit. Radcliffe, down Radcliffe there. is going to be the bust of that draft. Could be. I hope not. I hope he's just – bigger guys take longer to develop, so I'm hoping that's the case with him. Jim, your thoughts, Mikhail Vorobiev, back with the organization, we'll say, in some no. kind of role. No. Why not? I don't like him. Because I don't, I don't like him. Because <laughs> fuck that guy. I hate his face. Yeah, I don't like I him. I think he stinks. my tiger. Career Phantoms player. Or let him go to the KHL, wherever he wants. That's Just... the thing, though. He's a career Phantoms player. Yeah, he could. Right? that's fine. So let him go not... to the Phantoms. Well, yeah, exactly. But you have to bring him back in a fucking organization. Yeah, that's fine. Resign him. Let him play for the Phantoms. If, if he'll take that and play for the Phantoms, and, you know, if things get desperate... He's good for a call-up, whatever. Play on the fourth line, eight minutes a night. So Get Jim's sent in. back down? Yeah, I guess. I'm cool if he's on the Phantoms. If he's he not is. if he's not doing this back-and-forth bullshit, then if he is doing that, I don't want him. I just don't like how somebody center goes down. Like, all right, we need a big center. Here he comes. I'm like, oh, fuck this. Yeah, I don't want to see... Show. Yeah, I don't want to see Michael Vorobiev coming. We know what he is. We know, he's good with the Phantoms. Yeah, you can't. That's it. Some guys just can't do it, and he's that guy. That's okay. You got right. a lot of guys I want to see at some point. It's ridiculous. 
I mean, this, think about well, it. You got guys that that had a cup of coffee this year, like Carson Terwinski. Like, could he be back? Like, I'd rather def- I mean, I know you're not. We're talking about different positions and whatnot, but like, I want to see him. Like, I, you know, I don't think he should be his last hurrah. Um, we got the guys we just signed. We got Matthew Strom, if he can ever learn how to skate. Pascal LeBurge. I mean, he's actually trending downwards. You mentioned actually, he came up and played good. LeBurge. No, yeah, LeBurge Lebur- wasn't playing bad when he came back up to the Phantoms, but uh, he's still far from the Flyers. But I mean, he they almost then they like they were talking about cutting him. David Kase was not bad. Trying I to would, do forwards I here. I would keep on him and and Twarinski around, and not just because they were on the show. Well, right? Jim, like, I'll ask you what I asked Kyle. So basically, I said, think of the team today. Like if the league were to start tomorrow, who'd actually be playing? They have a full team. Now you gotta think. You gotta find a way down the road. You're gonna be adding in hopefully Patrick and Limblom to that that team already. So you're already kind of on overload. You got guys coming up. We talked about Rubstoff. Remember, uh, uh, you know guys like Isaac Radcliffe. How about Morgan Frost? Like where are these guys gonna fit? You know what I mean? Like Twinsky can come back up if you want to see a certain other guys. Um, starting to see if Kubel's going to have to, I mean, I'm sure he'll stay cause he's been good. Yeah. I think um, Kubel is definitely on this team for the foreseeable future. But like we're, a, we're a forward overload here and there's guys we want to see. So what are we, what are we going to do here? Exactly. Trades. Trades. Now I'm starting to see why they went defense and, <laughs> and what you're going to name on fourth Gates line. We brought up Tanner Lazinski, Wade Allison, like shit, you know, down the road, Jay O'Brien, any other picks we have like, fuck. There's a lot of forward prospects. Yeah, there's still, I hope there's we, still a whole nother draft here, boys. There's another draft. I mean, by the time some of these guys come up, there's going to be another draft. Like, they got prospect overload here. We got to, it's just, it's, there's a lot going on, man. You know what this all makes me think about? It makes me think how the Flyers are going to win a Stanley Cup. Multiple. I just, I just Multiple. can't. Yeah, I think you're right, dude. Not, <laughs> like, holy shit. Like, well, except maybe, nothing less than five in a row. I don't think it's gonna be five in a row, but I think I think we're on the the same path that you've seen uh, Pittsburgh, L.A., uh, Chicago, the the three in five years. I I think uh, I can only slip so many fucking cars. Can I play devil's advocate real quick? Yes. A meteor is gonna hit next week, and the Flyers are never gonna win a cup. You should have never said that. As good as the depth is, as good as the depth is, and I like the names, there's they still don't have that can't miss prospect. Yeah. Right now they don't. They don't I'll, have it right now. But dude, I'll at think. any point in time, somebody can emerge. Maybe. I mean, granted, wait. we're not we're not pulling fucking Sidney Crosby's out of our asshole in the first round. And we're not we're not pulling I'm I'm just talking about well, teams that won the cup recently we're not we, we never drafted an alex ovechkin well those guys are generational players i don't think we right, can but but those. look at look at the boston bruins look at the boston bruins prime example who before boston won all their cups did you go that is an absolute stud of a pick yeah i don't even remember who they picked that's yeah. what I mean. Boston the Boston did the same goddamn thing that we're doing. They just stocked the cupboards so fucking full. They made the right moves at the right time, the better the team. 
Well, when they were drafted, and, they weren't that good, but they developed. They, I mean, part of it I was said, they got Chara in free agency. That's, that's my point, though, Jack, is nobody the – you say that the Flyers don't have any generational prospects. See, well, they don't, they don't just, who's, just can't miss. Who's the guy – yeah, but who's the guy that's going to step up and be the, the generational player? You know, Pasternak was fucking drafted after Travis Sanheim. Well, that's what I'm saying. That's their can't-miss like, guy. Yeah, that's their can't-miss guy now, but when he was fucking drafted, he was a fucking afterthought. Well, no, no, that's my point. That's my point. Like, if you're not, when you're, we're drafting where we're drafting, they haven't hit on a guy like Boston did. Even Marshan was like a second-round pick. Look what he's become. Uh, Bergeron was a, uh, Dude, one of Limblom, the best players in the league. Limblom was a fifth-round pick, was on, on the fucking verge of an 80-point season. I wouldn't say 80 points. That's that's a huge if if he kept playing and this lineup clicked Uh -uh. the way the fucking lineup clicked. You're telling me Limblom wouldn't be up in the 70 to 80 point range. Fuck no. That's way too much of a jump. Way too much that I I appreciate your enthusiasm, but we were hoping for 25 goals. Uh, But you're not wrong. That was definitely a hit in the fifth round. And he's good. Don't get me wrong. I love Limblom. I just I don't think he's that can't miss first line center kind of guy that some other teams do tend to hit on. Um, and while we have a lot of good depth guys, we don't have the superstar. Like honestly, like Aho is kind of that guy. Like that's why you say him or connecting. I'm like, I love connecting. He's not Aho. Aho's just a you know, fucking stud. You know, Mitch Marner's a fucking stud. Like I'm not going to say Austin Matthews because he was the number one pick of the draft. Same with McDavid or Eichel. But, you know, Marner was like third or fourth, and he was the fourth pick in that draft. Guys late picked oh, later that have, like, Dylan Larkin is the the Detroit Red Wings. Like, there's guys out there for sure. And what I just, we have a lot of prospects. I don't think any of them are can't miss. Well, nobody thought any of that about Pasternak or Larkin or any of those guys. Well, Until I will they got say- there. Until they got they there. were good their rookie year. Like they, they were like they didn't just slowly develop. The second they made it to the show, look at they look were at good. Travis. Look at Travis Connect. He could be an eighty point guy. You see, I don't see that yet. It'll be his fifth year in the league. Where I'm talking like Johnny Gaudreau was a third round pick, and he's put a, his first year was like sixty something points. Second year was eighty. Third year was ninety nine. You know, like the trajectory isn't there. And Connecting's probably one of the best ones we do have. You know, I don't, I just, as far as prospects, and it's tough because a lot of the guys we drafted, like Couturier, he played his first year. So you can't even call him a prospect because he was on the team his first year. So, I mean, yeah, and that was back in what, 2011? So, like, looking at the team now, looking at all the guys we just named, there's none of the, none of the players we just named that I go, yeah, he's going to be a fucking stud when he gets here. None of them. Like, without a shadow of a doubt. Could you say that? Because the, the Colorado was saying that about McCarr. you know, Tampa was saying about that about like Victor. Yeah, but we're talking about we're, we're talking about top five fucking picks, not Braden Point, but McCarr. Some was. of them are top picks. Some of them are later. I'm just saying, not first overall, and when they're considered a generational talent, like a McDavid or you know Austin Matthews. I'm trying to avoid or Crosby. Thank, I'm trying to God, avoid thank God we never fucking uh, drafted Nail Yakupov. Yeah, well, Edmonton's, you know, fucking uh, Ryan Nugent Hopkins, too. I mean, as good as he might be now, he's not fucking number one overall pick of the draft worthy. But, you know, that's why Patrick hurts so much. That was our first chance at that guy. And look what we're dealing with. It's like, it was, 
It was just the hockey gods laughing at us. Yeah. Again. 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 It's the second overall. At least, pick. at least this time there wasn't Patrick Kane picked before him. It was fucking Heisher, who's whatever. Yeah, I am. We're not talking about that, okay? We're just gonna <laughs> we're just gonna glance over that because I am still so salty about that. I am too. I am too. It never happened to the Penguins. They never missed out. They got all their oh, guys. No, because because the fucking draft lottery came after that. Well, the the odds changed for sure. The it draft was, lottery like, came after that, dude. No, it was, what was it, it was it was a before. fucking. They got the first overall pick, and then it was a lockout. And then they got yeah. the first overall pick again. And it was like, wait, what? <laughs> yeah, you're talking about the Penguins. Yeah, for no fucking reason. And it was it was a lottery, but the, the way it was weighted back then was so heavily, it was almost not even worth doing the lottery. Like, whoever was last was getting the first pick. That's how bad it used to be. And it was, if you ask me, it was fucking rigged. The team was going to move to Kansas City. Well, let's give them this stud. This way, they, you know, they can stay in Pittsburgh. It's like, hmm. After a canceled season, how is that not a full randomized fucking draft? I'll never know. But the one time we finished that last, we don't get the first pick. Okay. <laughs> it is fucked up when you think about that. Do you not have work tomorrow? Don't you usually have to get up at like five? Yes, I no, do. All of our over- <laughs> well, he does, but not me. I do. All of our overtime was cut. Oh shit. So what time do you have to go in? Not until seven. Fuck that, man. Jack's got to get up at five. And I'm supposed to be off tomorrow. God damn it. And why do you keep picking up shifts for? Overtime. Uh, I mean, eight hours of OT. You can't turn that shit down. Might not be there one day. It's true. That is true. None of us might be here one day. Yeah. Like after the meteor hits. <laughs> as long as it waits till the day after the Flyers mm-hmm. win. I don't care nope. The fly- it'll be game seven. The Stanley Cup Finals, and the Flyers will be up six nothing. <laughs> yeah, four minutes left in the third. Not even four; it'll be thirty seconds. <laughs> <laughs> That's impact. <laughs> I would do anything I could to get to a TV during that whole thing. Like I wouldn't give a shit about trying to run away or hide. You know what like, the name what? of that ash that meteor is going to be? What? Queer Eye. Gag. Say Garrett. <laughs> yeah, Gary. Oh, Gary. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, I don't know. I feel, like, I feel like Kyle's got a lot of juice in Good. the pistol tonight. Let's fucking go. I got <laughs> Just... Pete Vandermeer on for fucking Wednesday night. There you Ooh, go. Finally. Call him up now. Get him on. This... <laughs> Call oh, Pete, him now. Call him fucking now. <laughs> Pete, Pete we're all drunk. Uh, you up dude come on in that's this is the time to get a hold of people because nobody can if anybody says they're fucking busy now they're just straight oh, up lying oh, yeah that's why yeah. i mean my lowest back on dennis fucking bonvi or emailed me the dude's a scout for the boston bruins that'll be fun man who's he scouting nobody that's why he emailed me back he was like hey Sure. <laughs> nice. Do it. Yeah, that'd be awesome. All right. Sounds like we're uh, coming to the end here, guys. Yeah. So, Kyle, sounds like you got a couple guys lined up for Enforcer's Corner. I do. I do. I have an episode coming up Wednesday night. Um, 
probably be released Friday or I'll save it for Monday. I haven't decided yet. All right. Cool. Get some dates out there for you guys on social media or if you uh, if we talked to you before, we'll definitely talk about it on here. What else do we got going on, guys? Why don't, why yeah, don't we, we when this when this is all over, um we're gonna organize a, a high and wide radio night out. Oh yeah. Where we're gonna invite all our listeners out to, out to, a, out to a bar. Well, I, I, I'm gonna be honest <laughs> with you. Jim will be at the Delilah's <laughs> by the end of the night, but uh <laughs> the rest of us oh won't. But when when this is <laughs> when this is all over. When this is all said and done, we're going to have a high and wide radio night out. Yes. We're going to have some banging ass giveaways for that night, I'm sure. Even if it's in July. Even if it's in fucking July. It doesn't matter. A Flyers jersey is a fucking Flyers jersey. July or October. Yeah, we're definitely going to cut the sleeves off. That's a no brainer. Hope you got some cannons for arms. I don't. We have to. You got a cannon for a mustache. Give it away. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. We'll do something cool. Let's wrap this up. So thick. Jack's got to get to bed. (laughs) He's getting. (laughs) All right, Freddie Mercury, bring us home. Yeah, we're going to wrap this up, guys. Maybe, uh, well, we'll be back next week. We'll do something Uh, next week. Me and Jim are going to do an after show. No, I'm not doing that. Yes, you are, Jim. I, I I promised this this guy that I would play him in Madden. I don't give I'm in a Madden league. I mean, you're really embodying the whole Jim Exotic thing. I'm gonna play this guy in Madden. <laughs> We're gonna tackle each other. We're gonna play third team. guy. I'm gonna do a <laughs> lot of Madden. I'm gonna play Madden. <laughs> All right, let's wrap this up over here. Thanks for listening, everyone. We'll talk to you next week. Like I mentioned earlier, I'm writing for uh, Puck Pros. Check out my articles. And yes, we are signing off. Bye. I'm not even that. I really haven't even had that much to drink.